is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights, a fantasy title. Let's go! Preseason week two is in the books. It is an exciting time right now. Podcast league draft tonight. Starting to get a little bit of clarity with some backfields, maybe with some wide receivers who are liking, who are not liking so much right now. I'm going to talk winners and losers from over the weekend. I got some random questions I'm going to fire at the guys and plenty more. Josh Gordon's back. How about that? Dave, Jamie, and Heath are back, and I'm Adam Azer, and here we go. Uh, fire away with a winner. Give me a big winner from over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and, and well, there was nothing on Sunday, but Friday and Saturday's action. Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good one. Good win. You win. I was in Cleveland and saw Carlos Hyde kind of regain his form firsthand. I don't know if he ever really lost the form. I think everybody just kind of forgot about it. He's a winner. And then he got hurt again. When did he get hurt? He does have a shoulder shoulder issue. Oh, which isn't good. But yeah. I don't think it's bad. No, it sounds sounds minor, but for a guy that's only played 16 games once when his contract was on the line, <laughs> that's not a good sign. I did move Carlos Hyde up as well. So did I. I. I think he looked great. Until he gets hurt, he's the man. He's never been benched. He confirmed it to me on Friday. I'll say never Ta- been benched. I'll say Taewon Tyler Taylor Taewon. Taylor. Can you say Taiwan? No, and yeah. I should apologize to <laughs> HQ host Tommy Tran, who I directed to call him Taiwan, and it's actually Taiwan. So sorry about that, oh, that's Tommy. That's terrible, Heath. I'm a terrible person. Yeah, that's just awful. But uh, I, yeah, you know I was nice a big catch. Richard Matthews guy before he mysteriously disappeared into the abyss. And Corey Davis has all kinds of upside, but also trouble staying on the field and trouble with consistency. The one guy that's consistently been with the first team in practice since the start of camp is Taylor. Hmm. All right, so we got Marquise Goodwin, we got Carlos Hyde, Taewon Taylor, who had a, a touchdown catch of more than 40 yards, and it, he caught it at the line of scrimmage, and then he took off. And, uh, you know, I said to Jamie, we did the Eye on Fantasy Football radio show on Saturday night. It was our first one. We got one every single Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen online. It's awesome, and you can call us up. It's two hours, 10 to midnight every Saturday night. I said to him, because uh, I had watched the 49ers game before he got a chance to, you are going to move Marquise Goodwin 10 spots up after you watch. <laughs> and I was a little but, off. Oh, it's top 200, top 200. He was already in my top 24, so top 200. He was in your top 24 of your receivers. Yes, yes. So I moved him up in yeah. my top 200. Yeah. So, okay, but not eight spots, was it? Eight spots. Uh, almost. Ooh. That man, that game in particular was encouraging because Garoppolo and Watson were just on fleek. <laughs> that a thing, right? Were they? It was. I remember my kids talking about it one day, but that was a couple of years ago. Uh, they were great. So um, they they were also winners. All right, how about some losers? Some losers. Ronald <laughs> Jones. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's Ronald Jones, Dave. I'm still going to draft him, just not where I was drafting him before. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take a big step back on that. Well, um, yeah, he stinks. <laughs> does he? Some of it, some of it is not on him. There were a couple of runs that were absolutely on him. Uh, I, I saw him whiff really. He was supposed to chip on on the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. on the left tackle. He just <laughs> yeah, right whoop. by. And James gave him a look afterwards, like, "What, dude? <laughs> uh, how about how about slipping in his route?" Like, 
everyone's saying, well, he had another drop. He slipped in his route, and then the ball was thrown low, and it still hit him in the hands. Well, when you're laying on the ground, you got to throw it low. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, it, it was bad. There were, there were some good things he did. I'm just not taking him nearly where I was thinking before. What good thing did he do? He, I, I think, I think he's thinking too hard when he plays. I think he's too That's good? nervous. No, it's <laughs> well, terrible. You said he did some good, good things. things. <laughs> the one time, the, the only times that I was encouraged by him, was when he was running routes. He was running really fast in his routes. <laughs> he wasn't getting targeted on the routes. Because he's probably running the wrong way. <laughs> he might be. But he, at, at, it looked then like he was running fast and free. And every other time it looked like he was thinking too Has much. Has he ever tried corner? Playing corner? I think maybe he could be like a well, Dory Jackson. No. Well, maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's not Barry Ronald Jones just yet. I mean, he's supposed to have some some growing pains, right? I still think at some point this year he will be the starting running back for Tampa Bay, and at some point this year he will help your fantasy team. I agree. But you got to draft Barber first. Oh, I I don't know how you could draft him in the top forty running backs. Nope. Mm, well, so Peyton Barber, he's pretty much a jag, right? Just the guy, as we call it. Do we know that though? I think he's I think he's a little better than that. Think so? I really do. Yeah. And listen, this is all Tampa Bay's got right now. And Charles Sims got hurt. Jacquez Rogers is there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't get that excited about Barber. Would you rather have Peyton Barber or Rob Kelly? Barber. Barber. The 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 two backfields I think that a lot of people struggle with, myself included, is going to be Tampa Bay and Seattle because right now Barber looks better. Clearly, Chris Carson is in a better situation than Rashad Penny. But I think like what he said is accurate in terms of both backfields. The rookies at some point are going to be viable and 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 may help your fans team and may be the best guys on their team because they were drafted to be the best guys on their team. But you have to just look at what the situations are. And I, I think you're going to see Carson go ahead of Penny in every draft. And I think at this point forward, un, unless, you know, Peyton Barber gets hurt, but, you know, Dirk Cutter saying everything. If you're a Peyton Barber fan, Kurt, Dirk Cutter saying everything you want to hear about him. And if you're a Ronald Jones fan, you, you want to just, you know, your ears are bleeding and your eyes are bleeding. No, they're not. My ears and eyes aren't bleeding. If you're listening to what Dirk Cutter says about Peyton Barber, they're not bleeding. He's just crying. That's a tear. I'm not crying. I'm a fan of Ronald Jones, but I'm realistic. I realize that he looks terrible and he hasn't, he didn't do well in the scrimmages against Tennessee. It's not a good start for him. Totally admit that. And I'll take Peyton Barber ahead of Ronald Jones. Yeah. Okay. Would you take Peyton Barber or Nick Chubb? Barber. Barber. Yeah, I, this one I'm struggling with is Chubb versus Jones. I'll take Penny over Jones. I'm struggling with Chubb over Jones because I do think Chubb right now looks like a better running back, but he's got a much taller mountain to climb than Jones does. Peyton Barber, last five games of the year, he got a pretty big workload. He got 23 carries, then 12, 13, 13, and 17. And he dominated carries in three of those five games, and I would say in, in a fourth he came pretty close to dominating. The other game he sort of split with Doug Martin. And Barber, in those five games when he got 78 carries, he had a 4.3 yards per carry. He had th- uh, 335 yards, one rushing touchdown, also 12 catches, 83 yards. So he was definitely, uh, you know, usable. And we just, we like opportunity here. Also, since we're on the topic of winners, Royce Freeman, uh, is he the number two rookie running back now? Oh, yeah. Clearly. But I think he looked better in the first game than the second. I think he's slow. He's, he does not have a top gear. But that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't mean he's bad. His nope, touchdown just means he was, needs to get work. Was it just nice. means he needs to get touches. And so I guess who, who would be third? Carry on Johnson among the yes. rookie running backs? Yep. So tell me why you have Freeman ahead of Johnson. 
uh, Freeman doesn't have Theo Riddick guaranteed to take pass work away, and he doesn't have Larry, Garrett Blunt threatening to take away short yardage work. Okay. Just to point it out, Devontae Booker is still there. They seem to split fairly evenly. Like, like Freeman got the touchdown. Booker came in on the two-point conversion right after they, that. They have split first-team reps exactly evenly in the two preseason games. 13, 13, can't be, I guess 13 plays for each of them. So what is it that Devontae Booker can do that Royce Freeman cannot do? That's the issue for me is in Detroit, there are things that Theo Riddick does better than on Johnson and better than most running backs in the NFL. Right. Plus LeGarrette Blunt can also, he's got a good pedigree. He's better at, at being line. friends with the head coach than on Johnson. Is <laughs> okay. That too. <laughs> I, I think based on everything I've heard out of Denver and read, John Elway wants Royce Freeman to be the guy. They're probably making him earn that spot by keeping Booker in the spot that he's in because you want to talk about just a guy. Devontae Booker has proven to be just a guy. Where do you have him ranked? Booker. Booker? 50s? Yeah. Yeah, I've got him higher than that. Um, and it's, I'm. You're going based on potential workload. Right. Not talent. Right. It, Royce Freeman is more talented than, than Devontae Booker. For sure. I, I think speed wise, they're probably in the same category. Uh, Booker probably is a better pass blocker right now. And, what they should do is let him play on passing downs early in the season until Freeman proves it. But Freeman, I think, is going to show that he's a superior talent. Whether he has a top-end speed or not, I mean, you can, Adam, what did I say when we were talking about this yesterday uh, online? That yeah, he has, he has the same, same, same 40 time as Sonny Michel. Sonny Michel, you know. And Which so, I found very surprising. Yeah, right. and and it, I think it was uh, a tenth of a second slower than Nick Chubb. So That I know, didn't both, find too surprising. No, no, uh, that's, that's actually a, a comp I would think is fair. I just think that Freeman's a better player than than Devontae Booker, and and you're seeing it. You know, what I mean, the the touches show it. Would, okay, rank, and, and to rank, be fair, he didn't look slow on that touchdown run in week one of the preseason. No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, it's he's just. I just want people. He's not a burner. Like he's not. Uh, I was surprised. He's kind of. He's big. He's big, right? Freeman. He's kind of a bigger dude. He's he's got he's got qualities that you like. He he could be a guy that can run between tackles and not yeah. be you know shy away from contact. And he's got enough speed that you know look. 4.54 is not uh, Chris Johnson, but it's not you know Michael Turner. I mean, he he could still get get a job done, get a job done well. All I right. think he can uh-huh. catch the ball, and I think his pass protection can get better, and I think he'll get the chance to play better. I I there's no comparison to him in Denver. They don't have anybody else's. But but to answer your question, Adam, yes, he's six foot two thirty, so yeah, he's he's dude. a big boy. All right, so we just want opportunity, and looks like Freeman's got got a role carved out and an opportunity to to take that role and expand it. Because we think he's better than Devontae Booker. So rank these three, and then we'll go on to the big news. We'll talk about Josh Gordon and Doug Baldwin and Carson Wentz and blah, blah, blah. Uh, rank these three. Freeman, Royce Freeman, Carlos Hyde, and Jay Ajayi. Freeman, Hyde, Ajayi. You did. I've got Ajayi one spot ahead of Freeman, and Freeman three spots ahead of Hyde. They are all in my top 24. Freeman is the best for me by far. Then a Jai and Hyde. I have a Jai and Hyde back to back, both outside my top twenty-four. Okay, I think we should expand more on the rookie running backs. Maybe tomorrow, wrap it up. We haven't really talked about the New England. But there's definitely not much more to say. You, well, you well, covered I, it all. I, I know. I guess we did. Saquon, um, Gap, Freeman, <laughs> Little Gap, but carry on, Big Gap. <laughs> but the thing is, well, we'll get more of Hines and Wilkins on Monday night. I mean, Amir Abdullah started, and you know, the theory is that they're trying to showcase him for a trade, maybe. But uh I think we should talk about just when to draft these guys. And also, you know, for, for Sony Michelle, for Nick Chubb, for Rashad Penny, maybe this is a good thing. Their value is going to be so suppressed on draft day that you're going to end up with a steal. You might have to be patient. 
But it, it makes it a lot easier if you go zero running back to get running backs you're excited about. It's starting exactly. to come into focus that way. Uh, maybe we I still hate missing out it. on those stud <laughs> running backs in round one, though. Maybe we just uh, covered that segment. All right, Josh Gordon is back with Cleveland, and his status for week one is uncertain. Heath, how are you ranking the Browns wide receivers? Jarvis Landry is still the best for me in PPR, and he probably should still be the, the highest drafted in non-PPR. I think they're both worth late fourth, early fifth round picks. Now, we could get – this Josh Gordon situation is a fluid one. We could get information this week that changes my opinion again. But as of right now, I'm expecting he's probably going to be ready for week one, maybe on a limited basis. And he still has top ten upside if everything goes right. His training camp starts now. So he's behind by three, four weeks compared to the rest of the team, which would make me believe that he'll need another three to four weeks to really get in sync with Tyrod and to, to do his thing. I, I'm, I'm with Heath. I think he's a round four pick. Uh, I'll take Landry ahead of him in PPR. I've got them back to back with Gordon right on top of Landry in non. Okay. Yeah, he's 27 years old, Josh Gordon, and it's been since 2013 that we've seen him, you know, have a great year just because he's been sort of in and out and uh, 18 catches 335 yards and a touchdown 18.6 yards per catch last year i don't yeah. i don't know how to deal with it because I, I don't think you can this is the trickiest situation in fantasy to me right now because i just don't think you can assume that he's going to play 16 games you gotta then you're not taking him in round four no i'm not personally it's it's over it, right off the bat if you don't think he can play 16 you can't spend the round four capital on him. It's too soon. Would you guys agree or disagree? It's not that I don't think he can. It's that I don't think you can just assume he, he will be there. That's a swing for the fences type of draft pick. It's if he hits, you're probably getting a top 15 receiver, maybe a top 15 overall player. If he misses and you get, you know, then you just start qualifying the games. Like is, you know, if you get eight good games of production from him. And he plays 10. You know, you're, you're not happy. In anything above 10 games of, of good production, you know, you, you'll live with that. I think it comes down to, because the receivers that are going to be in his range, it's going to be Allen Robinson, who is not guaranteed anything, uh, in terms of being a star. He's had one good year. Marvin Jones, one really good year. Um, Crabtree, who knows how he'll do going to a new team. Golden Tate, who knows how that will go in terms of his non-PPR production. Um, how about Fitzgerald in non-PPR? Yeah, I, I, I think Fitzgerald's safer. So I, I do too. I, I don't, it's close. I, I don't, I don't think it, it maybe non-PPR, yes. yes. It, it, it should be close. But, uh, Juju, you know, you can, you can certainly debate the highs and lows of, of, of his, um, outlook. Oh, who would you take? Juju or Gordon? I would take Gordon. Gordon. Because I, I, I think there's just a higher ceiling there if he, if he gets to it. Um, and maybe a couple of guys that, that could be going in front of him. Um, you know, the Vikings guys, I don't think Diggs and, and Gordon will have a similar ADP. Maybe Thielen does. Um, who would you take? I would take both Vikings guys. I just think, again, there's, there's higher too. ceilings for, for both of them. Uh, and then, and then as, as, uh, Heath alluded to, you know, um, uh, Landry, you know, and, and what the non PPR numbers could be now that Gordon is there. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't see a reason to avoid Gordon in that group. Um, if you're comparing him to the running backs in that group, then, then I understand it. You know, this is going to be a point in the draft. Most likely Aaron Rodgers will be gone, but you could be looking at Brady, Watson, or Luck, or, you know, whatever number two, three quarterback you're, you're discussing. And, you know, potentially, uh, the number four tight end, whether it's Graham or Olsen or, or Evan Ingram, you know, what the ADP will tell you. But I, I think just given what Gordon could be 
the fact that he showed up before the third preseason game should give you some reason for hope that he could be that top 15 to top 10 type of wide receiver that we were talking about before he left left the team for training camp. Plus, don't you think the Browns are being responsible about all this? They're well, not I, trying to I, rush him back. See, I, They're not I, trying to... I don't even worry about that. I, I just worry about the tea leaves. They had the opportunity to sign Des Bryant or at least offer him a contract, and we know that they didn't. So that clearly tells you that they're counting on him. You look at the rest of the receivers that they have. They they made the move to get Landry, but whether they can trust Antonio Callaway or not, that remains to be seen. If you watch Hard Knocks, they seem to be behind him, given the 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 sighting for marijuana when he got pulled over. Uh, they they like Rashard Higgins, but we know that he's a guy that you know, was a, a fifth round pick. I think. I it mean, was. if you want to talk about just a guy, that's just a guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had a good preseason uh, so far, good training camp, but again. Um, he's, he's a number four, number five type wide receiver on your depth chart, uh, for your respective team. So they, they, they're showing you that they feel comfortable with the receivers they have because Josh Gordon is going to be a part of this group. How about they, they bring Des Bryant in to talk and then days later, Josh Gordon announces he's coming back to the team. I wonder if that was the whole point of bringing Des in was no, to try I, and I, send a message to Josh. I, I don't think so. I, I think it was more so, uh, look, if, if they could work out a contract, I'm sure that they would. I can't imagine that if, if they can get Des cheap that they wouldn't do it. So money, I'm sure, had a big reason for it. Doug Baldwin is on track for week one. Doug Baldwin or a Browns wide receiver? Baldwin. Baldwin. Yep. Yeah, Doug Baldwin or a Vikings wide receiver? Baldwin. Diggs. Mm. No, I'm sorry. I, I I put Baldwin ahead now that he's he's back. I'm sorry. So they're back-to-back for me. Baldwin ahead of Diggs. So that's 11 and 12 for me and my receivers. As of today, right now, I'd probably take the Vikings receivers first. Oh, I am so happy that I've been able to draft Doug Baldwin before, you know, this week. Because he just fell way too late. Ridiculous, man. It's 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 fun when you do early drafts. Like, I have so many shares of, because the, they were two of my favorite rookies, of Royce Freeman and Carrion Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, that I got in round six, round seven. In some cases, Johnson, round eight. Um, everybody that drafted Chris Carson early is is somewhat happy. Peyton Barber. Not so fun late. for the guys that drafted Darius Geis or Rashad. No, no. I, I, <laughs> there, right, there's the flip side of that. Ronald, I'm sure Dave has a ton of shares of Ronald Jones, and I, I'm sure he can't be happy with that. I have Ronald Jones in our magazine league, which uh, I'm not thrilled about that I took him in the fifth round. No, I'm not happy that I got him where I took him, round five. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. area, it's, it ended up being bad. We'll Car- see how he is, though. Carson Wentz has been cleared for 11-on-11 team drills. Heath, Carson Wentz. Or Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I would rather have Carson Wentz. I think there is a much better chance of Carson Wentz playing week one than Baker Mayfield playing week one. He has been cleared for 11 on 11, but he has not been fully cleared. And Are you really worried that he's not going to play week one? I don't think it's all that likely, but I think it's a possible, it's a bigger possibility than any other quarterback I have ranked in the top 30 or 26. Sure. That's yeah. fair, but I, I think he's, on track. I think he's going to be fine. Okay, so Wentz, let's say I tell you right now, Wentz is playing week one. Would you take Wentz or Mahomes? Mahomes. Wentz. Wentz. Okay. Uh, Wentz or... Is Cousins. Jeffrey playing Wentz, or not? Wentz or Cousins. Oh, Cousins easily. I think I'll take Cousins. Is Jeffrey playing or not? No, he's out, th- he's out two weeks. Yeah, Cousins. Alrighty, moving on. Rex Burkhead returned to practice. That was I'll good. take Rex Burkhead at quarterback over one. <laughs> Um, it's funny. You are now like the low guy on Carson Wentz. You have him one spot lower than Heath, Jamie. Fourteenth for for uh, Jamie. Thirteenth for Heath. Tenth for Dave for Carson Wentz. Does T.Y. Hilton have a shoulder issue? So he left practice, uh, I believe, Saturday, and um, they said it's minor. Not okay. expected to play tonight. 
Demarius Thomas missed this weekend's game with a wrist injury, and uh, Deshaun Hamilton got a couple of targets early in the game. So Hamilton was ahead of Cortland Sutton. He's- I think Hamilton was playing in the the backup spot, and Sutton was playing in his normal role. Okay, uh, is this a red flag for Demarius Thomas? Uh, this wrist injury is just no big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. Okay, and looks like Zach Martin, Dallas is all pro guard. Uh, oh, thank God. Yeah, dodged a bullet, hyperextended knee. That would have been bad, bad news for that team. Travis Frederick, their huge, it would have been a huge story. Also, it's still, uh, I mean, it still is a big story. Yeah, that, and Frederick, they, they got two offensive linemen that are dinged right now. Frederick has some stingers, but um, I mean, it's a there's a good chance they're both ready for Week One. Is that fair to say? Yes, that's the report. Thankfully, okay, good stuff. And like, I guess the thing is, if if they needed an offensive lineman, what would they do? I you can't just uh, just. Go to other teams and say, hey, can I have an offensive lineman? It's tough. you got to trade something. I would say they should use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. They can try it for free. Are you listening, Dallas Cowboys? If you're cheap, you need to try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT is the place to go. ZipRecruiter makes hiring so easy. It used to be so difficult. still is difficult to find the right people for your company, but ZipRecruiter is going to make that a really simple and efficient process. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they do not stop there. They've got this powerful matching technology, and they scan thousands of resumes and find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. So, I mean, that is really the difference. Instead of saying, hey, I've got this job, please apply. ZipRecruiter goes out, finds the qualified people for you, brings them in, and you're going to get some really great candidates. That's why ZipRecruiter is the highest-rated hiring site in America. And you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash F-F-T. That's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, do you guys remember Azer Fantasy Tips? Hashtag Azer Fantasy Tips. How would you describe Azer Fantasy Tips? I would say... The most obvious thing that you could do in your fantasy draft. The least impactful information you could ever want as a fantasy tip. Highly entertaining, engaging, and helpful. Okay, well, I've got two <laughs> two Azer fantasy tips. I had one, and I got a bonus over the weekend. Number one, I'm doing. I'm currently in a uh, a best ball draft on the draft app, ten team best ball draft. I think it's really important, guys. And I don't want to like hog the segment. So if you disagree, you know, fire away. But I think it's really important to draft the player that you want to draft rather than hitting the wrong button and drafting Jarek McKinnon instead of Mike Evans. So make sure you queue up the right person and you hit draft when you have the right person selected. Uh, that's Acer Fantasy Tip number one. I made that mistake over the weekend and I took the wrong guy. Uh, Acer, Fantasy, Acer Fantasy Tip number two, it's a good idea to know how many people are in your league. Uh, we were doing <laughs> the two-quarterback draft on Thursday. And up until legitimately round 12, I thought it was a 10-team league. <laughs> and then I found out it was a 12-team league. Did you feel better about your team? Yes! I love my team! I liked it in a 10-team league, and then I was like, oh my god, this is a 12-team league? I'm pumped! That's it was funny. great. Yeah, what happened was Jamie got Jordan Reed in round 12. This is actually what screwed me. I waited and waited on tight end, because I thought it was a 10-team league. I was like, ah, I'll just get the 10th best tight end. Maybe 11th. Jamie gets him around 12, and he's like, oh, that ADP's great. And I was like, well, it's around 12 in a 10-team league. Maybe it's not that much lower. And then I see that we're in the 140s, 
in draft picks and like, oh my god, this is a twelve team league. And it makes a big difference, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in I'm in a uh there's a team that I a league that I do with uh, uh other fathers with my oldest son who's six, so a bunch of dads and six year olds. And um it's a ten team league. And so we're letting the last year was the first year we did it, so the kids picked the first round, obviously with help. Uh so now we're doing at least the first two rounds. So like there's a Patriots fan, the kid took Tom Brady second overall. Um Aaron Rodgers won, I think, in the first six <laughs> picks. And uh so we picked eighth. And uh my older son Ronan and I, we took David Johnson at, at eight. And then in round two, I gave him two choices, Saquon Barkley or DeAndre Hopkins. I said, Whoever's there, uh, you know, I explained to him the the, the two guys and he said, Um, okay, can we take Eli Manning here? I said, Well, no. <laughs> Cause, cause I thought you were letting the kids his, pick. His his, his well, no. <laughs> Not, they don't fully pick. Let's see if Eli makes it to round three, son. Um, his, his, anyway, his little brother, his middle brother is, uh, Eli. So he wants to pick Eli Manning, which we did last year. But in any event, um, the talent that you get in 10 team leagues is just so much fun. So yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a big difference. <laughs> uh, one other thing, especially in two QB leagues, it's a big difference. Oh, because I, difference. I have never taken a quarterback anywhere close to as early as I did in our two QB league, but, you, it changes the math totally when there's 24 quarterbacks started and half the teams are not going to get a backup that's actually a starter. Oh, it's a huge, huge deal. And I was lucky enough to have my backup quarterback is Jameis Winston. So, and he'll probably be my starter, uh, you know, when he comes back. Well, no, you, did you have Roethlisberger and who? Eli. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you, you, know. you sniped me on both Roethlisberger and Jameis. You did not snipe me on Eli. Uh, yeah, I mean, Whatever. Yeah, I, I I see that. I think Jameis will be better than Eli when when he gets back. But that's the thing. I you you really have to prioritize. You got to have three quarterbacks in a two quarterback league. I think that's a big difference between two quarterback and superflex. I you don't have to have three quarterbacks in superflex, but uh, you you do in a two quarterback league, and you got to pay attention to bye weeks too. Obviously, guys. Here are some random fantasy questions. How many carries do you think Dalvin Cook averages? Seventeen. Eighteen. 17.6. That's very good. Only one of the top 11 running backs in non-PPR last year had fewer than 230 carries. That would I be, know who it is. Yeah, it's Kamara. Mm-hmm. That would be 14.4 per game. He also had the fewest amount of total touches last year, 201. Of the, what, top 10? Uh, top 12 running backs in non-PPR. Yeah, I think he had one more touch than McCaffrey. Maybe. Right around there. And and McCaffrey was only top 12 in PPR. But only nine running backs averaged more than 16 carries per game. Only three averaged more than 18.6 per game. So even if 17 carries a game would be a really nice workload for Dalvin Cook. Uh, Could Taewon Taylor be the best wide receiver on Tennessee? Yes. He could be. It's not my expectation currently, but it could possibly happen. I think the only way it happens is if it's by default and that Corey Davis can't stay on the field. And did, does Delaney Walker count? Because he's a tight end. No. Maybe he doesn't count. He's hurt too. He's hurt anyway. But does Rashard Matthews still exist? Yeah, <laughs> I think Man. I think he's on the planet. Uh, okay, so he could be, but we're not expecting it. Could Tennessee be this year's version of the Rams? No. I'm starting to warm up to their defense. By the way, Dalvin Cook averaged 18.5 carries per game. I don't last think there year. is a team that does what the Rams did last year because teams don't do that very often. So that's a cold take. But I could, I will, I'll go with this, Adam. I think Tennessee could be closer to the Rams than, than everybody's favorite pick to be the Rams, the Bears. 
Right. Yeah, I'm just wondering if this is an offense that, you know, you can get kind of cheap, you know, shares of this offense kind of cheap, especially Mariota. And I'm just wondering if they can take the next step. New coaching staff, some talent, good offensive line. Yeah, it's my thought. All right. I, th- I think they could. I mean, you compare the rosters. I I think Marcus Mariota is better than Mitchell Trubisky right now. Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis is probably better than Jordan Howard. Tariq Cohen in terms of talent. Yeah. Could be. Uh, all right. Oh, we haven't talked about Trey Burton, by the way. Huge winner. We'll get to him in a moment. Um, here's another random question. Why isn't Melvin Gordon the number five running back off the board? Oh, we got a fun bet. Adam and I are, are – we made a bet on the air, live on the radio, that uh, Saquon Barkley versus Melvin Gordon. And Adam is generous enough to give me ten points. Give me. Yeah, give I did that. I did you have Gordon for, or Saquon? I have Saquon. He's giving me Barkley with 10 points because he's so confident in Melvin yeah. Gordon. Uh, loser is shaving their head. No, no. loser's not yes. shaving their head. Yeah, no. loser, is loser is shaving Jamie's head, if anything. No, you're shaving your head if you lose. I'm clearly not shaving my head. Like, and you you're, are. And you're clearly not shaving your head. You're on camera, for God's sake. We no, have I'll to be come fine up. in January to shave my head. We have to come you up. Don't, you don't have to shave Have you ball. ever shaved your head? Uh, yeah, uh, college. Like a crew cut. You're talking about a crew cut. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to, you have to, you don't have to, going full right. Mr. Clean. You don't have to go bald. You don't have to, uh, uh, take it all off. Or a, a two? Yeah. Two on the Clippers? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. But no, gosh, Melvin Gordon. I mean, he seems so safe to me as long as he stays healthy, which is, can be a little bit of an issue to him, for him. But, uh, what, you know, what was the poll result? This it was pretty even. We asked Barkley or Gordon, who would you rather have? It was pretty close, right? It was close throughout the show. We had, I think, at, at the time, like 1,500 votes. It is – finish that. Uh, 53% for Saquon, 47 for Gordon out of 6,500 votes. That's that's interesting. I didn't think it would be that close. Yeah, I, I would think It was Gordon. also after Melvin Gordon just looked awesome in the preseason. So <laughs> uh, It's funny because he, he averaged 3.5 yards per carry, but he did look good. He always I, looks good. Well, I, di- I did say I had two guaranteed votes from Heath and Chris. Yeah. So I was I was in good shape going in that I had that edge to start. Uh, but you guys know what I'm saying. Like He's going to be on a good offense. He's not going to lose goal line carries. He's going to be involved in the passing game. Even if Eckler is involved in the passing game, Gordon will be as well. Um, he's, he's a really good fantasy asset. And uh, – I think he it's I can't say he's underrated. He's a first round pick, but I you know, people might look at the yards per carry and just not not feel great about him. How do you guys feel about Melvin Gordon? Of those second tier running backs, so we're talking Cook, Hunt, Barkley, Fournette, Gordon, Kamara, if you want to throw him in there, he's by far the safest. Right? Yeah. That's a good opinion. way to put I, it. I don't know that he has the most upside because it's hard to see him rushing for sixteen hundred yards at three point five a pop. A lot of carries. Well, three point nine, three point nine. It will, it will be his best offensive line that he's played behind. If Lamp is healthy and, and Pouncey plays sixteen games, top ten any format each of the last two seasons, top six in consistency each of the last two seasons. He's good, right? Uh, last question: Is the Falcons DST a sleeper DST? Absolutely, yes, for sure. I told you on the on the radio show what um, what Prisco said. That and he talked to uh, Grady Jarrett about this. Um, that he think he's he's in, infatuated with the Falcons' offense. He thinks they're going to be much better. He thinks that Ryan is going to be an MVP candidate again. But he also said, based on the talent on that defense, that they that defense will be better than the offense by the end of the season. 
Yeah, I don't know that you need to draft them because they're at Philadelphia in week one. Well, yeah, it might be great. <laughs> I I don't even know. I, like, we should probably be talking about drafting Nick Foles, right? If he's going to have uh, – I mean, not, not no. at this point. Not no. at this point. No. Why? You wouldn't stream him? No, I think the Falcons' defense is going to be pretty decent. I do too, but – they're going to give up some big plays, and we saw that in their most recent game. I, I, I that play to me is hilarious because I think that the the three guys that were chasing Tyree Kill are thinking, God, what's this idiot doing? He, he's <laughs> how, on. The, how much longer is he going to run? He's for? on the longest go. He's on the, he's on the longest decoy go route in, in in NFL history right now. And then also, if you watch the, I forget which defensive back was the closest Tyree Kill, but when Hill looks back and sees the ball's coming, and that guy's like, what what's happening? Like <laughs> like did they punt? <laughs> Yeah, that was that throw was seven yards longer than any completed pass in 2007. Oh come on, man! That's like that's the stat I was just about to give. Sixty-eight point six yards in the air. I had it as longer than any touchdown pass. Was any completed pass? Any seven yards longer than any completed pass? Do we know how long Mahomes? You think was in there the was a sixty-eight for? yard pass? He was in the pocket for like fifteen seconds. I mean, was it really that long? It was long. He he avoided one rusher. He wasn't even in a clean pocket. Yeah, it was it was a really nice throw. I almost I, think it was like a mistake for them to do that because like you you wasted that in the preseason game. Now you're gonna have every safety playing fifty just, yards. Off no, the but that's why I want Kareem Hunt for that exact reason. No more stack boxes. It's All right, let me let me fly through the rest of the show here because that Patrick Mahomes stat was in the news and notes, but now I will remove it. Thank you, Heath. <laughs> Uh, I also want to He's tell you, happy. I also want to tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is great, man. We're getting into it. We're uh, we're fired up for the start of the uh, football season and playing FanDuel every single Sunday, every Thursday on Mondays as well. They got the gridiron pick them. They got small contests with your friends. You know, Heath and I mentioned that uh, we played in a con- – you know, all of us, the four of us and, and others in the fantasy staff, like 17 of us or something like that. We played in a basically a league. Every Sunday we competed against each other, and uh, there was a payout at the end. So it's really fun, all the different types of contests you can do on FanDuel – my favorite place to play, play fantasy sports. It's never been easier to play. And if you're not a fantasy expert, FanDuel is clearly the best place to play because it has something for everyone. I think it's really a, a very important takeaway. You don't have to be, uh, you know, playing 40 contests a day. You can play for one dollar. You can play one contest. However, whatever you want. Uh, it's it's very uh, it's very good for any level of fantasy player. Now, if you want a twenty dollar bonus on FanDuel when you make your first deposit, go to FanDuel.com/fft. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. That is FanDuel.com slash FFT. I want to announce the Podcast League winners. I want to read some emails at FantasyFootball at CBSI.com. we got a lot more to talk about from the preseason, so here are just some quick news and notes. Patriots offensive lineman and first-round pick Isaiah Wynn is out for the season. Torn Achilles. He was uh, currently a backup offensive tackle, so it does hurt their depth. A.J. McCarron's going to get a second opinion on his shoulder. Nick Foles' shoulder injury is minor. Seattle offered, uh, this report came out, they offered a second-round pick to the Colts for Jacoby Brissett. And their new offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, is uh, the former quarterback's coach for the Colts. And also, earlier this offseason, Colts owner Jim Irsay said Brissett is the best backup quarterback in football. Why is this relevant? Well, look, he didn't play that great yesterday, but he, last year, but he showed some signs, and maybe this makes you feel a little bit better about T.Y. Hilton. If Andrew Luck does get hurt, I don't know. You make your make up your mind. Yeah, there's been disputes as to whether they actually made that offer for percent also. So right. can I say one quick thing on the Mahomes play? I know we're going back in time again. I hate you right now. Go ahead. He it was like five seconds in the pocket. Just wanted to make that clear. What did we say? 
more than five seconds. Okay. I was I was clearly joking. I like I wanted to make sure everybody knew that we weren't joking. Thank you for clearing that up. Yes. Chicago tight end Adam Shaheen sprained his ankle but could be ready for week one. Chargers safety Jalen Watkins is out for the year with a torn ACL. Are we are we getting rid of the Chargers DST or are we still cool with them? They still have the best pass rush in football. We like that. Wow. Like as long as Joey Bosa's foot's okay. I haven't thought about that, but maybe they do have the best pass rush in football. Dallas safety Xavier Woods could miss week one with a hamstring injury. They're at Carolina. Charles, oh, man. They're going to have to go with Kofi Kingston and Big E Langston. Charles Sims left with a knee injury. Joe Williams could go on IR with a fractured rib. And the Redskins are looking at all of them. Orleans Darkwood, Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson, three Hall of Famers right there. <laughs> What a smorgasbord. We're going to play a really quick game called Let's Generate a Random Draft Order. And we're going to do it for the Podcast League right now. If I can find the league. There it is. All right, Podcast League draft is tonight. 14 teams, PPR. What pick would you guys like? Four. I would like 10. 14 team? Yeah. No, I would li- I would like 12. You know what? Give me give me one through three. I'd like to have a couple of uh, rosters that have running backs on them. All right, here we go. Get excited. Generate new draft order. Oh, I clicked the button. Now I got to go to the league homepage. Let's see what we got. Has this happened already? Yeah. James Davis won. Oh. <laughs> Dave wow. won. Jamie two. Oh boy. Wow. Random. He's, <laughs> he's five, Adam six. Four Random. of the top six picks. I would like to welcome Antonio Brown to my team. Oh, I don't know. I don't think, would you take David Johnson if, if Brown goes in the top four? I'll probably take DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going Ronald Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can wait till the round two, three swing, Dave. Uh, alright, the uh, winners and losers. Let's talk about Trey Burton. Trey Burton with a huge game. Oh, was it four for forty-five and a touchdown or something like that? Did I get that 448, right? Four forty-eight, I think. Damn it! No, four for forty-five. What up now? Nice. I just, I just got your second-round pick. Uh, you lost it by losing that contest. <laughs> um, I'll, shave his I'll let, I'll let you keep your hair for another month <laughs> after the, you lose a bet. So, where do we have Trey Burton ranked after uh, his massive preseason performance? Same place he was, sixth. Same place he was, ninth. I moved him up one spot from six to five. I will take him over Greg Olson in non-PPR. Wow. How about that? Um, how come? Why over Greg Olson? I think he's going to get more of a target share in the Bears offense than even I thought at first. I was a big fan of Trey Burton. I was taking him r- like early round six. Did I you, liked him a lot. Did you guys move him down after the first preseason no. game when they gave Adam Shane no. the targets? No. Okay. Because so it's just that wasn't going to last. <laughs> I guess it is confirmation bias, but I mean, I moved him one spot. Right. So it's not like, oh, he's got to be number two now. He's not going to do that, but he's going to be involved in what they do. I had a feeling all along that he would. I hope they don't use him at all the next two preseason games. Mm-hmm. And speaking of someone who has, hasn't been being used, uh, if we look at losers, I'd have to say Tariq Cohen is a loser right now. He played one snap in preseason week one. He played 10 snaps in week two, half of what Jordan Howard played, but I think he only had one touch. And, you know, I was reading a, an article before this weekend's game that maybe they're hiding him. I don't know. but I, I think that's a possibility. He's the reason why Trubisky had the interception against Denver, by the way. He he ran his route wrong. Okay. And uh, the defensive back picked it off. Uh, but I, I would be I would be shocked if they if this was a reflection of what they thought of Tariq Cohen going into the season. Yeah. 
So who else, guys? I, I think Christian McCaffrey. That's a winner. I mean, I moved him up. I'm fired up. I, I, I was fired up I, about I'm him. Believing, in the last year I'm believing. I'm believing Ron Rivera. And he's what does that one mean? Running back. I think he's going to get close to 20 touches a week. What, I think he's. What does that I, mean? For he him? looks yeah, a little bit bigger. Up, though, that's the thing. He looks a little bigger than he did last year, and he's doing fine behind the current offensive line that he's working with. And I know it was Miami. I know, I know, I know. But the best thing was the the NFL. Even take away that 71 yard run that he had. The NFL tweeted out. NFL tweeted out the the play, and Nadamakan Sue commented on the NFL's Twitter account and said, "Right up the gut." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, come on. The Dolphins are awful. They are, and it's not like they were a great run defense with him. Um, five for 92 and a touchdown, and also four catches for 28 yards, and he's just dominating first team reps. So, who did you move him ahead of? He took 17 straight touches or snaps to start the game. And I don't even know if he had 17 touches or snap. I don't know if he had 17 snaps in a row at any point last season. I moved him ahead of Jordan Howard, Devontae Freeman, Alex Collins. In non-PPR? Non-PPR. PPR, he was all, already a top 12 Yeah, I've, guy. Got, I've got him behind all those guys. The, the, the two I'm struggling with are Mixon and McCaffrey. He's, I, he's my number 11 running back now. I, I've got Mixon one spot ahead of McCaffrey still. In in what non PPR? In non PPR, yeah, he's my number twelve back in PPR. I think I have him ranked in PPR about where it sounds like Dave has him in non PPR. And I wonder, you know, we've talked a lot about this top ten at running back in PPR. Is it a top eleven? It is, yeah, for sure. So you take him over Gronkowski? Yes. yes. And you and you could take McCaffrey with AJ Green, Devontae Adams, those guys, depending After. on what you want. No, I'd take, in PPR, I'd take him before those guys. I'd take him after all those guys. Yeah, the receivers are safer. Okay, any other, uh, big winners or big losers you guys want to talk about? Chris Godwin played well. Yeah, had a touchdown call back. Jameis Winston was great. Mm-hmm. Jameis was wild. The touchdown was terrible though. As bad as the Dolphins are, Kenyon Drake looked really good. He had one really nice run. I'm but nervous. The, the workload was there for him. I'm nervous about anybody in Buffalo because that offensive Ew. line got trashed by Cleveland. And I don't think Cleveland's got a particularly great defensive line. But the only time LaShawn McCoy was able to gain ground was on like misdirection plays, counter plays, stuff like that to the edges. And he looked good when he did that, but there was just nothing for him between the tackles. AJ McCarron was attacked every third down. They they didn't get a a first down on a drive until Josh Allen came in. And that was against the backups. He's going to be their starter, by the way. There's no question. Well, yeah, McCarron's not going to play week one. Well, no, but Peterman isn't even – this this was a setup all along for Allen to be the starter, I'm convinced. Actually – Did AJ McCarron have his collarbone broken? No, no, that part – even <laughs> if he didn't break his collarbone, everything was set up. Allen was all set to start this third preseason game, and as long as he didn't throw up all over himself, Buffalo would say, yeah, he's going to be our starter. This doesn't even matter. No one's drafting him in fantasy. Let's move on. Yeah, no, I, it's funny, though, because it doesn't really matter except for longer-term leagues, but – I thought Josh Rosen looked really good. And a lot of people were talking about Josh Allen and how he looked. I thought, you know, he's got a good arm, whatever. He's still got a lot to learn. I thought Rosen looked pretty good, guys. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to, to catch that game. Yeah, no, he's – look, it, it, it it's unfortunate that they paid Sam Bradford $20 million because I think that's the only sticking point for keeping him in the starting lineup for week one. Right. And I don't think anybody's trading for Sam Bradford like two years ago. By the way, we'll come back to the winners and losers in just a moment. But if you want to watch these rookie quarterbacks, or if you want to watch, let's see, what's a, what's a good game? Seahawks-Vikings on Friday, Patriots-Panthers, 
Packers, Raiders. I mean, we got to see absolutely nothing from the Raiders and the Rams this weekend. This past <laughs> That's weekend. so bad. Yeah, so uh, so maybe God. maybe we can get a little bit of first-team offense from the Raiders and the Rams this week. And if you want to watch it, NFL Game Pass, baby. We love NFL Game Pass. Go to this URL, NFL.com slash fantasy football today. NFL.com slash fantasy football today. I'm serious, the four of us are all over NFL Game Pass. You sign up and you can watch every game, and then the condensed version is basically the greatest thing that's ever happened to uh, sports watching. You can watch all the first teamers in like five to ten minutes. It's it's just wonderful. Um, they you know they basically do the play, a second of analysis, the next play. It's just great. And when you are watching, you can also rewind ten seconds when you're watching live. Rewind ten seconds, fast forward ten seconds. So it's a very efficient way to watch, or just sit there, sit back and chill and relax and watch some football. But uh, you know, there's a lot to watch this weekend. We're very excited about it. We want you to go to NFL.com/slash/fantasyfootball today. I don't know. Taking a look at the at the schedule, who am I most excited to see? I'd really like to see a little bit more of Deshaun Watson. He looked great. Um, last on uh, Saturday night against the Niners, but like to see some more series, so maybe we'll get to see that at the Rams on Saturday. Again, it's NFL Game Pass. It's a great deal to watch all the preseason action and go to NFL.com slash fantasy football today. NFL.com slash fantasy football today. Get a seven day free trial at that website. A seven day free trial of NFL Game Pass at NFL.com slash fantasy football today. Game on. All right. Um, anything else? I'm sure there's a lot more that we want to cover. Uh, Christian Kirk had a nice game. I, I think it was mostly, if not all, of his production came without Larry Fitzgerald. And I'm kind of confused what role Kirk will play with Fitzgerald and who will be the outside receiver if there is one to target or the second receiver, let's say, for Arizona. Oh, it's Kirk. But, you know, you're talking last-round pick, third-to-last-round pick, depending on when you take your kicker in defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Latavius Murray fumbling twice? He's not really a fumbler. Does this matter? No, because he's in the Christian Kirk final three-round range. And it, probably yeah. only by the guy that takes Dalvin Cook. I guess I just meant does it matter for Dalvin Cook, not for him. Who cares about him. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't take away too much from that game. I mean, those are two great defenses playing. I know everybody was ripping on Blake Bortles. Uh, trade for Teddy Bridgewater, all that stuff. But... Jaguars, Vikings. I don't know what you expected, people. Yeah, the Rams and Raiders are playing. Are they playing in week one? No. They're playing early in the year, I think. So they didn't want Oh, they are playing week one. My bad. That's why they. Right, 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 right. Pathetic. It's like, I guess I don't have to watch this game. And I couldn't believe how how comfortable Jimmy Garoppolo looked. Just looked like he was in complete command of that offense. Uh, Your takeaways from that game, Houston, San Francisco? The man crush on Goodwin is real. I guess so. Cincinnati 21, Dallas 13. So, uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he had a, he had a pretty nice game. He really spread the ball around. He got everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Did you take anything away from, from that game? Prescott with, uh, 10 for 15, 86 yards and a touchdown. I, uh, go ahead. Ian. No help in determining who the best receiver in Dallas is. Oh, I disagree. I, I think it's Gallup. Just based on what I, what I saw in this game and how he looked. And he looked like he was in sync with Dak. I was I was impressed by Gallup. I moved him up. Gallup had two catches for 16 yards. Terrence Williams had two catches for 16 yards. Alan Hearns had two catches for 13 yards. Jeff Swaim had two catches for 16 yards. And Cole Beasley didn't play. Blake Jarwin had two catches for 11 yards. Yeah. Jarwin ran a, a go route at one point. He was targeted on a deep ball in the end zone. I thought that was interesting. But I, I'm impressed by Gallup. I thought he he looked the best. 
And I think they had three, Heath, they had three players with exactly two for 16, right? Two catches for 16 yards? That is correct, yes. And, and two more with two for 11 to 13. Well, I wanted to, uh, announce our podcast league winners and read their entries. I don't know that we're going to have time for that. And I wanted to play some of the songs that were submitted to us. But we'll probably do that tomorrow if we have time. There was uh, there were a couple of poems I wanted to read as well. You, you have a question in a game that we haven't talked about yet very oh, much. Oh, please, go for it. Uh, that I can answer. Go for it. Mike Williams made a spectacular catch, and it's exactly the type of thing that we want to see from him, the thing that he can do that I'm not sure anybody else on that team can do. He caught it in the third quarter from Geno Smith, which isn't as exciting. I went back and looked just to see how much he played with Phillip Rivers. They had two pretty long drives with Rivers in the game, took up the whole first quarter. Tyrell Williams played almost every single snap, including every snap on the first drive. Mike Williams played zero snaps on the first drive and got one snap on the second drive and then was taken out immediately for Jeremy Davis. So maybe this catch gets him some snaps with the first team next game, but he didn't really have any action in this one. Did you guys by any chance see Todd Gleason from Portland, Oregon, his submission for the Fantasy League? Uh, he wrote us a diehard script about fantasy football. It was outstanding. Yeah. Holly says, where are you going? And Ella says, I do five auction drafts before breakfast. I think I can handle one measly snake draft. And then he gets into a whole conversation with Hans, and it's it's pretty awesome. So I hope I'm able to share some of these. We had a great – was it Brian McKnight? Is that the guy who sings that song? Back, you know, start back at one. Yes, that was a Brian McKnight yeah, song. Yeah, we have a great parody of, of Brian McKnight's back at one. So tomorrow, have you at least given all the names of the people that are in? No, I can do that. Oh, here's the so, one I wanted to read. Okay, so this was from this was from Mike. Mike wants to give his wife a birthday present. Her birthday is today, so he wanted to get her in the podcast league. He wrote us a big limerick. I need some help from the podcast men. My wife's birthday approaches again. She deserves a nice treat. Her gift should be neat, like Brown catching touchdowns from Big Ben. Please let her in. She's listened for years. She loves the podcast like Heath loves beers. So please, if you care, like Adams O'Pair, make her the pick as the draft nears. Please let her in. It would be no mistake. She'd crush that draft like Dave eating steak. She's a fantasy killer. She's no C.J. Spiller. She's so much better than Heath's Wentz take. The night of the draft, she'll be feeling fine. <laughs> Hard to imagine. The night of the draft, she'll be feeling fine. I'll put the kids to bed. She'll drink some wine. This gift will be sick. She will draft Jarek before Jamie would at 2.09. Giving my wife this gift would show class. A generous gift from her favorite podcast. Help me out, Jamie, Heath, and Dave, and Adam, her fave. And after the draft, I might get some ass. So thank you to everybody. And I would like to say there were several hundred. You know, there weren't that many at first because we we needed something creative. And then when I opened it up a little bit more, they started the floodgates open. Um, I I did read all all of them. Everyone. It took me hours. (laughs) Uh, I could have probably made five podcast leagues out of the submissions. They were that good. And I want to thank you all for, for sending them in. And Heath? There will be one more league, so we can make at least two leagues. Uh, that draft will be next Monday, the For the People podcast league, and uh, I'm I'm going over all of the entries that Adam messed up by not selecting. <laughs> yeah, there were some really good ones, but we should have a, a fun league. It's always a great, uh, it's always the best league that we're in. The podcast leagues are very competitive, good stuff. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you taking the time to give us something creative. I know it means a lot to us. It really does. 
Now let's read some emails at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. Joe in New York was curious your thoughts on Ben Watson back with New Orleans. I feel I feel he has big time sleeper tight end appeal. He was great with Breeze in the past, and yes, he was Joe in 2015. Watson was the number seven tight end in, in non PPR, number six in PPR. That was way back in 2015. But is there sleeper appeal for Ben Watson? Absolutely. He's a good streaming tight end to begin the year. Little known fact, he was featured alongside Breeze in this month's issue of AARP Magazine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you rather have uh, Eifert or Ben Watson? Eifert. I'll Watson. take the chance on Eifert. Watson. OJ Howard or Watson? Watson. Watson. Yeah, probably Watson. All right, this is Chris from a city in Ontario, Canada. Uh, we'll go with Toronto. Very creative. Thank Dear you. Bob, Tina, Jean, Louise, and Linda. Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. I'm drafting my first. It's not that mouses. No, they're not mouses. <laughs> I'll be drafting uh, my first league that includes IDP. Twelve what is team. That from? Somebody sent us the Grateful Dead, and it was. Uh, oh, is that who it was? Yeah, somebody. Well, somebody tweeted it. So I'm assuming that's who it was. Oh, that's And it awesome. was uh, who is? It was bookended by Mickey and Jerry, and I said <laughs> mouses. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, here, here's the question. Do my first IDP draft, 12 teams, non-PPR. You get equal points for sacks, interceptions. What round would you start, would you start looking at drafting a first or second tier defensive player? I'm probably not taking one. It's, the, the hard thing is there's not a standardized form of scoring for IDP leagues, so that determines it a lot. Do tackles count? Right. If tackles are, worth a full point and assisted tackles are worth a half point, I start looking at Luke Keekley and Bobby Wagner in the sixth round. But if sacks are three points, you could also look at the premier pass rusher. Bosa, yeah. And and also check eligibility because edge rushers that are def- that are qualified as defensive linemen like Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, J.J. Watt. Chandler those Jones guys, now. Yes. Those yeah. guys are more valuable if they're a defensive lineman. If they're a linebacker, they lose a lot of appeal in leagues that count tackles. Uh, I think one of the most interesting guys is J.J. Watt because if he turns into J.J. Watt again, he should be a third or fourth round pick. There's and, also the general idea of do you have to start just any IDP at any position or do you have to specifically get a defensive lineman yep. or a linebacker or a defensive back? Yeah, also you want to lean toward when you're picking your defensive backs, lean towards safeties over corners. Sometimes For pass, the passes defense is is counted and that helps boost those guys up, but you like Dave said, you want to really find the guys that are the are the tackle guys in the back end of the defense. This is Juan from a city in Colorado, Dave. Toronto. Uh is Toronto in Colorado? <laughs> uh just for you, Denver. There you go. Hey Nelly, Robert, Andy and Jim. The office. The office. Is Joe Mixon being undervalued in half PPR? I have the eighth pick in a 12-team league, and I keep uh, finding myself wanting to draft Mixon in the second round after getting Hopkins in the first over the likes of McCaffrey, McKinnon, McCoy, Howard, and Freeman. Joe Mixon going there. uh, I mean, that seems like a good range in terms of the running backs. Half PPR, what do you think? I wouldn't take him over McCaffrey in any PPR, but after that, yes. And I wouldn't take him over Freeman either, but. I think most of us would probably go with either receiver, receiver, or a running back in round one and a receiver in round two. I'm guessing the receivers are going to be better than 
McCaffrey, McKinnon, McCoy, Howard, Freeman, Mixon. If one of those top eight is there. Sure. My guess. Jake in a city south of Reno, Nevada. Nevada? Whoa. Nevada. <laughs> Bakersfield, California. Dear Dante, DJ, and Didi. Three of the 17 Jacksonville Jaguars receivers there to catch a pass this year. Obviously very early, <laughs> but looking at teams from this very moment, who are each of your Super Bowl winners? Yes, you too, Adam. Oh, thanks. I haven't picked one yet. Super Bowl winners? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Saints. I haven't picked one either. Uh, who? Saints. I don't have one. Vikings. I, I, I don't know if I believe it, but I want to be the guy who picks the Falcons. I'm very, very high on them. You just be the guy that picks the Patriots again. No. That guy's right like two out of every five years. <laughs> I'll take the, uh, I'll take the Falcons. Okay. This is from a disgruntled commish in Cincinnati. Dear dudes. I've been running a standard league for 20 years, and the rest of the players in the league are hassling me to switch it to PPR. My argument is, if I did that, I should give quarterback and running back points for attempts. So please, experts, make an argument as to why PPR. Everybody else is doing it. It's uh, more fun. If everybody jumped up, nah, forget it. Heath. I, I would say <laughs> compromise with them and change it to point per first down. Hmm, that's a weird rule. I think that that's a good compromise, and it is weird, but it is new, and people are starting to kind of look at that as an alternative to PPR. Because think about it: when a, when a guy, if a guy catches a screen pass and goes zero yards, he still gets a point for that. Whereas gaining a first down, well, you could say that that's impactful. That helps the team move the chains. We already have a solution to this problem. It's called half PPR. Ugh. It's the best one. It's the worst. The people for the people league is half PPR. I haven't determined that. We have determined that. That's how it's always been. It's tradition. Yeah. We always had kickers before the last couple of years as well. All right, last email is from Douglas. I posted the following Twitter poll, and I thought the results were interesting. Nearly a 50-50 split. What are your thoughts? And here is the poll. Last year, Isaiah Crowell was drafted 31st overall in PPR redraft leagues and finished 121st overall as RB31. This year, Derek Henry and Alex Collins are being drafted 33rd and 34th overall. 34th overall. Which of these players has the best chance at replicating replicating Crowell's disappointment at their current ADP? Henry or Collins? And it was split right down the middle. Who's got more bust potential in PPR, Henry or Collins? Henry. He doesn't catch as many passes. He's literally got a guy that's going to catch all the passes in Tennessee's backfield with him. I struggle with this because I have Collins ranked considerably higher than Henry, and I like Collins more than Henry this year. But I like if you're talking about who has the most likely of finishing 121st overall, it might actually be Collins. Collins, uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight because Collins did not play on passing down situations last week. So they're very similar. Both guys are going to have limited roles in the passing game. And they did run a screen pass to Derrick Henry on the opening drive, and then they took. And him he out played. The I think. Drive. I think so far through the first two preseason games, I saw it correctly. Uh, Lewis has played on three third downs, and Henry's played on two. Okay. So that is it for today's show. Back tomorrow to talk about our podcast league draft. We'll oh, gotta go. Bye. Bye, na, bye, na, David. Na, 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 na. Na.